There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What do you do when you can't sleep? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live. At mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And you know, listen, there's two ways to go about it uh, when you can't sleep. You either just give in and go, okay, I guess I'm awake, and then you find something to do, yeah. or you try to do something that's going to make you go back to sleep. Sure. Either way, what is it that you do when you can't sleep? 651-641-1071. Holly, Are we asking this? Well, um, you know why? Because I have not been sleeping well. Mm. And actually, I'm going to throw this in the ring. Uh, I don't remember when this was. It was a long, long time ago, and I, I can't even like find you the source because it was so long ago, but I saw it on a news show. Um, they said the thing to do if you can't sleep is not try to go back to sleep because it's like a, a mind game. Okay. If you try to go back to sleep, you're just going to frustrate yourself, and then you get into that sort of like circular thinking of like, okay, if I fell asleep right now, I'd get this many hours of sleep. And if I like the pressure of doing it doesn't work. Sure. So what this sleep expert said is you're supposed to do something okay, um, with the intention of staying awake. And what will likely happen is that your body will go, no, wait, hold on. I'm actually tired and it'll take over. And like, and then you'll be like, yep. And you'll just go to sleep. Uh, but it just made me wonder, you know, I, I get up in the middle of the night every once in a while. What do you do? Six five one six four one. What do you do? One oh seven one. Who do we have on the line, Holly? We have Jack. Hello, Jack. Hi, Jack. Jack, what do you do when you can't sleep? Well, I learned this as a kid because I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. And my grandpa would put grill cream in his hair and grab a book and go to bed. They had separate bedrooms and he would read and fall asleep. My grandmother then would take her Alberta VO5 and put that in her hair and then grab a book, and she'd go to her bedroom and read and fall asleep. And I thought, well, that was just normal. That's what everyone does. So I always have Reader's Digest or some kind of reading material. I'm I'm into Christian uh, spiritual books right now. It's really fun for me to read, but I inevitably it puts me to sleep. I understand that. Uh, Yeah, read a good book. So do my school books. (laughs) Thank you for your call, Jack. Um, Yeah, reading a good book. That'll that'll do. Yeah, why not? Put some thing in your hair. Yeah, maybe your VO five, um, or your brow like cream. You get it all over your pillowcase, though. I feel like you put like a bonnet on or something when you put that <sighs> oh, stuff in, a lot of work. in your hair. I'm not doing that. Uh, Holly, who else do we have on the line? Uh, we don't have anybody. Fine, on the line. fine. Hey, people, six five one six four one one zero seven one. I do know that you are not. I I do the naughty thing. What? You're supposed to not pick up your phone. 
because yeah. the blue light will keep you awake. I don't know about that business, but I, I will say um, if I start when like the thing that puts me to sleep now is it used to be a book. It's now my phone mm-hmm. because once I start like uh, reading something on my phone, I inevitably will get tired and I have to put it down. Yeah. So then I fall asleep. So that, you know, that helps for me. Or I put something in my ears. But that's what I do most nights anyway. I would just like to say... Episode of the Golden putting, Girls. Yeah, I was going to say, putting something in your ears doesn't mean like crayons. It no, means... I put my ear my <laughs> AirPods in and I turn on an episode of the Golden Girls and I go to sleep on yeah. my phone. Right. Right. So it's not like the TV's on. Right. And then you just sort of drift off. I just off. listen to the episode. Yeah. Again, like, so that's the thing, though, is both of those things are things that you would do when you were awake. Right? Kind of. Right? Watching TV is, yeah. a, is an awake behavior. Yeah. And uh, reading news on your phone is an awake behavior. Yeah. But but don't i mean that's that's essentially what the theory was of this sleep expert who basically said when you wake up in the middle of the night do something that you would do when you were awake cuz your body will go oh wait no now i don't yeah. want to do that i don't just close my eyes in silence because right. that i'll stay up for days right i can't and be then alone your brain my, just races. i can't be alone with my own thoughts no. it's too busy that's, my problem though is like when my brain starts to race oh, and i'm like oh no. i got to remember to do that i got to remember to do that no. Then I'm picking up and writing things down on the list or like buying things in the middle of the night, which is a really bad idea. Nope. Don't do that. Well, stick around to the third hour because we'll be talking all about that. Exactly. Holly, do we have another caller? Yeah, we have Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Shirley, what do you do when you can't sleep? I have an audio book on my phone that I know by heart. I turn it on, let it so my mind is occupied with the words, and then I drift off to sleep. I love That's that. Genius. I love that. Do yeah. you want? Do you want to share with us what the book is? Well, it's Pride and Prejudice. Oh, oh I love fun. that. I love that you know it by heart. It's one that you've read. So then, I love. Thank you, Shirley. Those things that you then don't need to pay attention to because you're not going to miss something if you fall asleep. It has to, like, when I listen to something, I cannot listen to anything and expect to go to sleep if I've never seen it before. Mm -hmm. It has to be. I even do that, like, on the weekends for my nap. I will lay down on the couch, turn on something. I've, it's Golden Girls. Mm -hmm. I know you're catching a theme here, but Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be an episode of Golden Girls because I know what's coming. And I think that's the key to. Right. Your brain isn't going to. Yeah. Exactly. Your brain isn't going to wonder like what's what's, next? Ha- yeah. what's coming next. Exactly. Um, by the way, I took two stellar naps this weekend. Oh, don't Thank you, you just love a, a nap? Oh. oh, if my if I don't nap on the weekends, I've done it wrong. I've failed mm. my weekend. Okay, so that was my first nap in like a hundred years. Yeah, but, but it was you and so I have great. different lives that true. way. True, true, true. Uh, Holly, do we have any other callers? Yeah, Cheryl's here. All right. Hello, Hi, Cheryl. Cheryl. Cheryl, what do you do when you can't sleep? I go through the alphabet, and I think of, like, one night it might be things I'm thankful for that start with A, B, C, or names of people I know, maybe names of women that I know, or names of men, or places I've been, and sometimes it has to be cities that are, or places that aren't in Minnesota, or sometimes it has to be places. I obviously have many nights where I can't sleep, so um, that, but it seems like if I can get my mind off of just the things that keep me awake and then I can fall asleep. I love it. Do you um have you do you have sort of like a letter that usually you get to? Yes. What is it? You know, I can get through almost every letter, but surprisingly the letter N is always one of the hardest letters. Get out of town. Isn't that weird? 
Yeah, but I I could get through the alphabet sometimes, but it just depends on on how busy my mind is. But, I love um, that. It's good. It's good, especially if I think of things I'm thankful for. I always feel better once I do that. That's great advice. Thank you for your call. Um, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I just, by the way, wish that everybody gets a good night's sleep tonight, whatever your technique is. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, let's start with Z. Here's something that we're thankful for, starting with Z. Zach. Oh, Ephraim. Oh. No, no, we're not. You're not going to be thankful for this story. I'll tell you that for free. Oh, no. But you're going to want to hear it nonetheless. Okay, fine. We're going to deal with difficult things (laughs) involving Zac Efron when we come back on My Talk 107.1. I'm kind of scared to talk about this story involving Zac Efron. On the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And I apologize for the late notice, but Holly, if you wouldn't mind getting the Cobra Gang together Uh-oh. for this particular okay. Zach Efron related story. Oh no! Whenever there's trouble, when they're on the double, we're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra Okay, I came across a headline, and it's really disturbing me. Zac Efron's ex, Sarah Bro, says she dated a Hollywood star who, quote, almost brainwashed her. Okay. <sighs> okay, so. First of all, who, which one, who is Sarah Bro? She's Wasn't the Olympian. She oh, okay. Olympian swimmer. Okay. Olympic swimmer, I think they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, she dated Zac back in 2019. We remember this. Yes, because... Even though you didn't remember it, but we remember. You remember the her, you don't remember the name. Right. Because they were uh, doing some fitnessing together. Getting their fitness on. Exactly. They were trying to, like, put out some fitness... um, I don't even know. Like... Lies. Program. sure. Lies, lies, lies. Um, lies. So they dated back in 2019. You're absolutely right. Now, during a podcast, she seemingly opened up about a relationship that people believe is referring to Zach. And that is because during this episode, she spoke about a relationship wherein she was with a Hollywood star. Now, she did not specifically name Zach Efron by name. That's what happens when you name mm-hmm. someone. Um, but there is speculation that it was clearly about him. Now, let me read what she said and then... You can tell me what you think. Quote, I had come so far that I hardly knew what was right and wrong and had been so manipulated and almost brainwashed, but also because I was young, confused and in love and that I chose to turn a blind eye on purpose, she said on the podcast, saying she realized that the relationship had become toxic she said that the actor she was dating was condescending and that just the smallest compliment would make her ecstatic. I compromised so much of my own boundaries. Eventually, I got so far away from who I really was that I couldn't recognize myself. And she then uh, added that she later moved on to somebody who made her feel like all normal again. And that's when things sort of came into perspective. That's what we know. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I'm going to need to do some research Mm. 
and find out what other celebrities well, okay. she dated. Let me, can I just tell you, I yes, did that. Yes, please. Yes, tell me. But I didn't do much of that. But what I did do was a simple Google search to find out who she's dated in the past. And, and? I could not find hide nor hair of a Hollywood celebrity uh, that she could have been referring to. That doesn't mean they're not out there. Right. But I didn't find it in a cursory Google okay. search. Which that, to me, them some fighting words. Because if you share that experience and you do it in such a way where you're like, I'm not going to say who, but this one guy right, who was this, is a Hollywood celebrity. And then it's not it's apparent with a quick Google search that he's the only Hollywood celebrity that she's you know what I'm saying like you might as well just be like yeah so Zach Efron and I had a real difficult relationship and here's what I so, don't like about him what I hear you do now or doing now is what I uh, have done in mm-hmm. my head like and bargaining? that's defending <laughs> okay Zach Efron through sort of another like it's a stage of grief it's okay. a stage of grief for sure <laughs> Because the tr- because then I would respond to you by saying, so, but what if it's true? Like, let's deal with what she actually said, not I who she's saying it about. I did not consent to having this conversation. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm there. I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, again, I think it's a little silly to, like, talk around things mm-hmm. to just, just say them. Although, I, d- I do... So, 2019, I don't remember exactly where Zach was in 2019. I thought he was in a good place. But, you know, the thing we've always said about Zach is that it's, it's nothing is, I mean, he, his body. He's hot. We've, that's he's the hot. thing we've always that's said about matters. Zach Efron. I feel like in 2019, but it, but it Zach Efron was doing the YouTube fitness thing. Yeah, no, for right, sure. Which was, is where, yeah. which is where she came along. But, um, in terms of his, like, well being, I could totally see if somebody is in an unhealthy place that they are acting in unhealthy ways, mm-hmm. being kind of a D-word or a D-bag, yeah. for example. So I guess what I'm saying is while we always honor the hotness of Zac Efron, I don't think you and I have ever been ones to pretend that he's not a complicated figure. Right, right. You know, we understand that humanity yeah. is very... Mm-hmm. Humanity is very deep and troubled Just and say complicated. what the truth is. We want to save him from the dark side of his soul. Well, and she better be real careful. Well, yeah. If she wants to continue doing what she's doing. I'm sorry, were you threatening her? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying... If, <laughs> if you better be real careful. Crossing a, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I think she must feel very str- strongly about this. And, you know, we talk... Like we're making fun of or making light of this experience, but she's not making light of Mm-mm. something. She's talking about something very specific that, if true, is is. I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Is um, not good. And so while we don't want to accept that that's possibly Zac Efron exhibiting that behavior, I will say I'm not uh, opposed to accepting that that's 
that what she's saying is true. I do want some more details. Yeah. Because this is all very, hmm, not specific. No, I will give you that. Right? Like when you say things like brainwashed and manipulated, yeah. I need details. Right? Because she's, okay. Because Although, going... can I just say right now, we have to be really careful because I know we're practicing behavior in, in, for the purposes of humor, that we shame other people Absolutely. for exhibiting. But, but here's, I mean, uh, I guess, okay, <laughs> I know, I'm trying to tread lightly, right? Because if indeed, you know, because you want to, we are here to believe women yes. when they share their story. Exactly. But what is interesting, what's interesting to me about it is it sort of like dances around the edge of this, there's got, there's more to the story. Right. But she's not talking about when she talks about uh, I had come so far that I hardly knew what was right and wrong and had been so manipulated and almost brainwashed. I'm thinking into I just want to know more into what around what. Yeah. Um, There's clearly more to that story. And I, I don't know. I guess I am curious about the choice to talk vaguely about the story and about the person when we can do math on that the person also is she swedish she's danish danish the podcast is in danish so i don't think we're going to be able to listen to this because i'm on the page so here was the other here's what i here's my or anything my explanation of denial or my expression of denial is who's saying because we do this for everybody Mm -hmm. Who's saying this and what are they saying, right? Mm-hmm. So the story, I uh, or I got the story from JustJared.com, which references the podcast, mm-hmm. which takes us to a Danish experience. And yeah. the only other story I could find about this was at Radar Online, which is suspect. So right. we need someone who speaks Danish to listen to the podcast. Thank you, whoever you are. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them. Demons! And we'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. Hi. And uh, we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly, and that name is... D-Bag! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag? Seth Rogen. Oh, what's going on with Seth? Well, I mean, we kind of talked about him... Last week a little bit because the heat was sort of the H was O as the they heat say is on. exactly Bradley do that choreography, um, <laughs> and he's doing it uh, because of his friendship with James Franco, and he was sort of mm, wishy washy about his support of James Franco, um, who's had a number a number of allegations. Uh, against him uh, regarding sexually inappropriate behavior. Yeah. Um, it first happened in 2014 and then again in 2018. And, and mo- many of the stories are sort of ongoing. And Seth Rogen was like, didn't really, he didn't really distance himself, but now he is. And it's one of those a little too little too late type things. Back in 2014, he actually made a joke on Saturday Night Live about... 
um, this being Seth Rogen, made a joke about James Franco on Saturday Night Live. The joke went like this. He said, I decided to prank James Franco. I posed as a girl on Instagram and told him I was way young. He seemed unfazed. I have a date to meet him at the Ace Hotel. And I know. And now James, not James Franco, sorry, Seth Rogen, in an interview, uh, in in a number of different interviews, actually, is trying to kind of walk back some of the stuff he said and and his support of James Franco. um, He did say in the Sunday Times, what I can say is that I despise abuse and harassment. I would never cover or conceal the actions of someone doing it or knowingly put someone in a situation where they were around someone like that. Um, he says he very much regrets making that joke that he made on Saturday Night Live. He called it terrible in hindsight. He said, quote, I also look back to that interview in 2018 where I comment that I would keep working with James. And the truth is, I have not and do not plan to right now. Mm. So some clarifying statements, but it kind of smells like a little too little too late Mm. or like it's in response to the criticism of his sort of standing by. Why was this not an issue then? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, So and why did yeah. Why did it take this much to get you to the place where you will public will where you will publicly say, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. With him. Yeah, I think a lot of people have to ask themselves that. Right? Mm-hmm. That's all. Bradley? That is all. Who is your D-bag? Sarah Ferguson, Sarah Ferguson, oh I'm so glad you brought this, because I wanted to talk Ferguson, about this so bad. Fergie. Sing it. Uh, Fergie, Fergie, Fergie. Anyway, uh, Sarah Ferguson is my D-bag today. Uh, thanks to this uh, headline, Sarah Ferguson praises Meghan Markle weeks after backing Piers Morgan. Now, look, we love to poke fun at good old Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson, otherwise mm-hmm. known lovingly as the first Fergie. Yep. Fergie, Fergie, Fergie first. Fergie first. Fergie, Fergie the first. first. Uh, Fergalicious. Different one. Uh, she was the first. And that's how old we are. But. The story is so delightfully dumb and Sarah Ferguson uh, because the story essentially is, and it's it's the joy of the story is not in the headline or what they want you to respond to, which is that Sarah Ferguson is praising Meghan Markle after having praised Piers Morgan, right? So that seems like hypocrisy. So we should all be outraged by her hypocrisy. And that's fine. Feel free to be outraged at her hypocrisy. That is not what I find so amuse-bouching or amusing debouche. I find amusing uh, the idea that it's (laughs) she's praising Meghan Markle because Meghan Markle wrote a children's book. So the story is Sarah Ferguson is in full support of Megan's latest adventure, venture, despite having uh, Piers Morgan's back, uh, you know, after the Oprah interview. She's uh, congratulating Megan on her new children's book, The Bench, which we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. You know, she says, just sit down and, and work hard to write a book in any genre should be supported and respected. Well, of course, she's only supporting Meghan Markle to be like, 
Um, I really support Meghan Markle because she knows, like I do, who have written seven thousand children's book how books how uh, it, hard it is to write a children's book. So of course she's going to support Meghan right, because it allows her. a mirror back on her. Um, and you know she, she tries to say like literacy in general, not just children's book, is a love of mine, and and to encourage women to delve deep into their creative selves is just very well done. She's patting herself on the back, right, by trying to pat uh, Meghan Markle on the back, which is so delightfully d baggy uh, a thing to do. It's you know the hypocrisy is is a is. Uh, is a dish served commonly at the buffets of royals. But in this particular case, uh, to me, the more delicious morsel is that she's just like backhandedly congratulating herself. Also, so when I read this, I thought to myself, not only is she doing the backhanded self-congratulation, but also perhaps opening a way to hopefully, possibly have <laughs> Meghan Markle be part of her side project, her YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, because Meghan Markle's going to go anywhere near that woman or touch anything she's doing. In the same home. Radioactive, <laughs> it's not happening. The same because home with Prince Andrew. She lives with Prince Andrew, her ex-husband, mm-hmm. who is charged with having sex with an underage young lady. Mm-hmm. So, And I think, knowing as I do a thing or two about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry... I don't think they're touching Matt. So nice try, mm-hmm. Sarah Ferguson. Like, oh, she is the one at the party who's always just like, oh, no, I've always loved her. She's fabulous. Right. Yeah, because like, she's no. going to give you attention. Exactly. Sure. Okay. Also, again, because we're just talking about it right now, that this this whole conversation makes me loop back to how absolutely ridiculous it is that fair... Sarah Abraham? I almost called How her did she? Farrah Ferguson. Farrah Ferguson? Sarah, Sarah Ferguson. Wait, what? Is that her name? Sarah Ferguson. That's what I the thought, Duchess but then once York. I said it, it sounded weird. Anyway, that Sarah Ferguson lives in a home with her ex-husband, who's accused, as you said, of um, relations with somebody who was underage. underage. Not and, a child. And, yes. But... Right. The irony is not lost that she that also she writes children's books. And has a YouTube channel Wherein, where she reads children's books in costume to children. Yes. And they're not good. Who over at the palace I is shouldn't doing say they're that? Not good. I have not read her books. The YouTube videos are leave terrible. Something to be desired. They're terrible. Who at the palace who, is like who? But the, honestly, isn't wh- who can't do math? Who can't? Who is it over there? That they isn't don't, the British figuring don't, this out. You know, they don't do math over there. The royals, I should say. Royals, royals are not do good math. at um, uh, what's carrying the, word? the one. Yeah, they're just they're a little tone deaf. It is so absolutely. I mean, I'm surprised asinine. that Prince Andrew hasn't just shown up off In camera. One of like, Hello, children. Like, like Peter Cottontail, like you know, yeah. hopping in into the frame. <laughs> Uh, it's probably only a matter of time. Hello, anyway, children, so let's all have, go to the Pizza Express. Yeah, no <laughs> There's a pizza birthday Express party for at you. the Pizza Express. Also, I just love the notion that, I don't know, if if you're a royal, stay away from Harry and Meghan at this point. Just give them, give them some space. Give them space. Because you're just going to make yourself look sad. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, 
I want to get the Cobra gang together. We touched on this in a Dirt Alert update last week, but we haven't actually gone deep on it. This story about Ellen DeGeneres saying on her show that she's been living with Courtney Cox. Okay. And then tried to do the whole nothing to see here situation. Okay. Um, I believe we're going to enhance this segment with some blind items. Holly has done the footwork on that. Uh, but let's get the Cobra gang together and see if we can't figure out what's actually going on when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I think we need to get the Cobra gang together. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double. We're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra Gang. Okay, so last Thursday on an episode of the Ellen DeGeneres show, Courtney Cox was a guest. And apparently during the show, um, it was revealed by Ellen DeGeneres that she and Courtney Cox are living in the same space. And she said, uh, well, she started with the entire experience by saying, you know, I'm not having marital problems. I'm not having marital problems. I'm just kicked out of my house. I'm not, li- no, sorry. I'm not living with Courtney Cox because I'm kicked out of the house. She said, we sold our house here in Beverly Hills and I needed a place to stay. Courtney was kind enough to say, yes, stay at my house. And we all were like, hmm, that's interesting. Where's Portia? And why isn't anybody explaining where Portia is? Yeah. If this isn't, if there's nothing to see here, yeah. right? Um, And, you know, Courtney Cox, of course, played along and they had a nice, you know, fun conversation, but... I also sort of feel like um, me thinks she doth protest too much. What do you mean? That there is something going on? Well, kind of. I mean, the fact that she was so vociferous about the fa- that Portia didn't kick her out, they're not having marital issues, but then does not go on to so, explain why they'd be living separately. Do we know for sure that Portia's not with her at Courtney's house? I don't know. Um, but the way she spoke about it, it made it sound like it was just Ellen. Um, she said to, uh, I'm sorry, Courtney Cox said to Ellen, well, Ellen, let's just put it this way. First of all, you know you're my style guru, so I was nervous about you staying here, being that I haven't redone it. I haven't been there in a year, so I had it cleaned. I moved everything off the right side of the bathroom so you'd have... Your space in the drawers. Anyway, it really makes it sound like she's talking to Ellen as though Ellen is the only one staying there. Yeah. I was really ready for you. And then my assistant. Yeah. Like she's talking about it. Yeah. I don't something. There's like a lot of missing. Like it's weird to me that they didn't just provide an explanation for this particular story. Like Mm -hmm. we're uh, renovating our house or. There's something weird happening. Holly, uh, are there any blind items about this? Well, there could be. Blinded by the item. So, we have to go back to a simpler time. That simpler time was last month. Okay. Remember the story mm-hmm. about Ellen DeGeneres and her quote-unquote weed drinks? Yes. 
Yes, right. So And al- the appendicitis. And the appendicitis. Yes. So the story was is that Ellen DeGeneres drank three weed drinks before having to take Portia de Rossi to the hospital for an emergency appendectomy. Well, here's a blind item concerning all of that. It was an overdose, but this A minus slash B plus list actress doesn't want that out there to the world because then whatever shot she has at that old network reboot would be out the window. So filling in the blanks. Yeah. That Portia de Rossi had an overdose. It wasn't an appendicitis experience. Yes. And that uh, that Ellen DeGeneres was participating in her own recreational stuff that evening. Because it was Ellen that said publicly that she'd had these weed drinks. And then uh, and then the show, the network show reboot is um, Allie McBeal. Yeah. So then, if I'm going to tease this out further, Bradley, your thoughts? Before I, I was just I, no. I was just reading this piece from Women and Home magazine, which says that they're staying with her because of some real estate thing. Well, Ellen did say they sold their Beverly Hills home, so apparently they're like without a home, and they can't rent. So they're yeah. staying with. I mean, what? So they're staying with Courtney Cox. But the way that that Courtney Cox and Ellen talk about it makes it sound like it's just Ellen. It's not Portia. Also, otherwise, why wouldn't she have just said Portia and I are living with Courtney Cox? Yeah, I don't know. She may, she goes out of her way to say, um, I'm not having marital troubles. I'm not living there because yeah. Portia kicked me out, which makes it sound again like Portia is somewhere else, which now I wonder. Now I wonder if indeed that was an overdose situation if maybe the reason that Portia is staying somewhere else is because she's somewhere where she might be um, getting some help yeah, for something. And they're just not obviously going to talk about it. Yeah. Out, well, that, I mean, that seems totally plausible. Right? Yeah. And it's just, that didn't occur to me until you read that blind item. And Holly. it's just one of those things where it's like, well, okay, we're trying to have private moments. Mm-hmm. We've made this moment. But it's not- weird that you would then bring up, uh, bring attention to the moment. Well, exactly. Exactly. You brought attention to the moment by being like, I had to rush to the hospital to so my wife could get an well, emergency appendectomy. And not only that moment, I'm saying the Courtney Cox moment with Ellen DeGeneres. Like, why would you bring attention to that if not to have people ask questions? Right? It seems like there's like, uh, yeah. Because, again, the progression was the story came out that Portia de Rossi had had to have an emergency appendectomy and that Ellen DeGeneres. And at first, the story we heard was that she had taken a sleep aid and had to drive... Portia de Rossi to the hospital. Yeah. And then it was in an interview or a conversation a couple days, a couple weeks later that Ellen shared the story, like kind of enhanced the story by sharing about the three weed drinks. And then, and then now we learn that she's not living in her home and that she's at Courtney Cox's house. But like you said, Bradley, she goes out of her way well, nobody would know where they're living or care to rips. I mean, right. the only other the, the only other thing I can think of is you have to remember that um, the last time we talked about Ellen DeGeneres, it was about her failing audience that yeah. she had lost like a million viewers during the pandemic or since, you know, the controversy surrounding her 
treatment of uh, her team. So this is like this is li- these these two stories, the Porsche story and now this Courtney Cox story. These two things are the only things we've talked about since that negative press. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, like, are these stories an attempt to sort of personalize and make people feel bad for her in a way? I don't know. I mean, I don't have any answers, obviously. I don't, but- yeah. I mean, that's why we call ourselves the Cobra Gang. We're trying to solve the mystery, but I, I just can't. Oftentimes, I feel like we can smell what somebody's trying to do with their PR push. This is one I don't have. I'm not on the scent. Yeah. I just, I feel like there's some ramshackle um, storytelling going on and maybe, you know, I don't know, before she's really thought things all the way through, she's talking and doing that whole push on Portia didn't kick me out. We're not having marital problems, but I'm living at Courtney Cox. At that, her house that story and- I didn't understand from the beginning because I'm like, why are you sharing this story? It's right? interesting. Sure. Tell us more. I mean, it's, it wouldn't be the first time that a celebrity told us a private detail about their life. Duh. But like, usually it's because there's a joke involved or that it's like, but you get the, you get the story. In this case, we got the joke, but there was no story. Well, they did end up telling some stories about what it's like to live together. Right. Where Courtney Cox is her landlord. And no, but what I'm saying is like, you get the joke part, but you're not getting the like reason. Like what's the actual reason for this? Right. And all she did say was, um, that it's because they sold their home in Beverly Hills. She said, We're, we sold our house here in Beverly Hills, and I, ne- I needed a place to stay. Which, I, I don't know. I just, there's something fishy about that story. I smell fish. I smell fish. Very fishy. I'm just saying. She's got a lot of questions. To got a lot of questions. And you know, I don't know. Answers. I don't know. We don't see the two of them out and about very much. Um, who Ellen? Ellen and Portia de Rossi. Yeah, or Courtney Cox for that matter. Well, right. Yeah. When was the last time you heard Courtney Cox? Honestly, in it was on. It was this episode of Ellen. What is Courtney up to besides? I know that they just did the Friends reunion. So is that why she's doing the media rounds? I'm. I. Oh, I, maybe. Yeah, I just have not. Seen. Also, they're living in a house together, and Ellen did the. Uh, interview over Zoom. Like, they could have just gotten a camera crew over to the that house. That doesn't make any sense. I know. I know. I... So again, mm-hmm. I feel like we're leaving this segment with yeah, more questions than I answers. I don't. I know. I don't understand. I also just think that Ellen's turn where she tries to be funny and relatable with her most unrelatable life, it's just, it's she. it still doesn't it doesn't read. Which explains why she probably has lost a certain amount of her audience, because mm-hmm. that just doesn't... Like, who can I identify with? Like, oh, I had to move in with my rich friends, and and we had to share a toothbrush, but not really. Yeah. I don't know. There's something kind of tone deaf about the whole I'm not thing. here for it. I am not here for it. Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we do have a question for you. What was your last impulse purchase? 651 641 1071. It turns out people are uh, spending a little bit more on their impulse purchases uh, over the past year or so. So we just want to know from you. Tell on yourself, what was your last impulse purchase? 651 641 
1071. We will take your calls and have that conversation when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.